The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Alrighty. <laughs> and in today's breaking news, we've got <laughs> some papers to shuffle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JMT TV and also the pure Jamie Milne podcast. Not sure if those words all go together in the same sentence, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really pumped and I am so excited and privileged to have the man himself, the Admiral of the Breakfast Airways, (laughs) Sam Coward from Hot 91 FM. How are you, my brother? Really good, mate. Thanks for having us. Mate, I'm so pumped. So pumped. Sam, for those of you that don't know, in a very short elevator story, uh, he's been involved with blockbuster movies, Boar, Charlie's Farm, is that correct? Uh, Theatre, he's a philanthropist, uh, Matthew Flinders, he went to school here. Done some research. Hey, scratch your head. Little sneaky Uncle Google. Yeah, local local boy. Mm. Local boy, and correct me if I'm wrong, I really don't want to stuff this up, married for 17 years. Yeah. Yeah, Mate. 17 years and a 13-year-old daughter, Poppy, yep. who is our everything. Oh, love that, love that. Um, and as I was mentioning, uh, breakfast show host, in my opinion, of the best radio station on the Sunshine Coast. I mean that sincerely. You guys are absolute legends. Um, but we're trying with JMT TV and the uh, Pure Jamie Mill podcast to shine a bright light on people on the Sunshine Coast that are just doing positive things, amazing things. They're helpful, they're useful, they're beautiful, and um, they really contribute masses to the community. So if you haven't already had the pleasure of experiencing this man's company or interaction with this man, hopefully after today you'll know a little bit more about one of the uh, the legends, the Maharajas. The Getting emotional. Of the Sunshine Coast. Get a hug. <laughs> Mate, who, who, is, who is Sam Coward? Who is Sam Coward? It's a really interesting question, and I think, I think at this day and age we do a lot of self-reflection as to who that is. And I, the short answer is I don't know. I have no clue. I'm still finding that out. And I think one of the things that, um, defines who I am at the moment is is a guy that just wants to have fun. I don't want to grow up. Um, I don't want to have found everything. I don't want to do anything twice. Mm. I want to experience new things and just have fun. I don't take life too seriously. Yeah. And I think that's that's who I am uh, through everything I do, whether it be my job, whether it be my family, responsibilities, paying bills. I don't take anything too seriously. <laughs> my bills are all outstanding. <laughs> my bills are your bills. <laughs> but that's it. I think life is lived once. Um, yeah. I don't subscribe to any particular faith or religion. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, I'm open-minded to everything, have a crack at anything, mm. and, um, and just love life. Yeah, that's so true. That 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 is well done, mate. We only made it to the fifth floor on the elevator, and you had it covered, bro. That's awesome. One thing I've really noticed uh, about you, and as we were saying before, um, we started filming, um, a few of the charitable communities uh, based things that I've done. You have you have been so enthusiastic, uh, heavily involved, you know, energetic with what we're doing, supporting us, um, and mate, one of the one of the um, one of the events I remember in particular, two o'clock in the morning, or very close to that, something I've got a bit of PTSD, me- memory's not right, but when I was having a crack at the world record, 
uh, chins pull yeah. ups at the Sunny Plaza, mate. And I know you. It, Sam is the breakfast host of Hot FM, but yeah. he still came down in the middle of the night when there was tumbleweeds and there was crickets and there was homeless dudes trying to steal my shit. <laughs> Sam was. Sam came down and mate, you just you you sat there. You looked at me and you smiled and like just gen- genuine care factor. Like who does that? You know, people in the media, people are of celebrity status. We kind of have them up here. We think, oh, maybe they don't rub shoulders with the man on the street. And there you were, bro. There, giving me support. You do a lot with um, with the reef cleanup. Yeah. I see with Crocs. You, yeah. you, mate. You are you are the man. So what drives that? Why do you help so much? Because you really do. Oh, thank you. Um, for starters, I think I. I Let's get one thing straight. I think the celebrity thing's bullshit. I don't think yeah. that's real. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a manufactured thing that mm. um, that exists ultimately to sell stuff. Yeah. I think it's a construct. So put that to the side here. <laughs> um, but in terms of why I do what I do, I love when people get off their ass and have a crack. Mm. Uh, when I first heard of your story doing the Mini Miles for Mary run mm. from Melbourne to here, I thought that's a superhuman effort. And for someone to have a crack at something like that, it says there's a level of motivation and engagement that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. And I respect that. I respect people who get out of the cog. There's so many people that are in this machine of life that just go to work, get home, pay their bills, eat, sleep, shag, go and repeat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a it's a, like a mouse wheel. And I think it's a... Yeah. It's, a, it's an unfortunate circumstance that I think the majority of people find themselves in. Mm. So when someone spikes out of that with a bit of authenticity, a bit of unique spunk and says, I'm going to have a crack at life, I'm going to shake things up a bit, it then leads as an example to other people. Yeah. And so I then latch onto those people to go, you're a rock star. Yeah. We need to shine some spotlight onto how awesome and, and your own brand of magic mm. so that other people can get influenced and motivated by that yeah so with you when you were doing many fold many miles for mary i went here's a rock star here's a rock star that's sitting it's jumping out of the mold who's doing something unique and even better doing it for somebody else yeah because i think that's the best thing we can do in our what have you got let's look at life let's yeah. look at life yeah if you've got 70 years of life let's mm-hmm. say 70 years up until you're 15 up until you're 20 you're basically told what to do by your parents all right yeah. so take 20 years off 70 years you got 50 years of life mm-hmm from 60 to 70, you're starting to slow down, you know, yeah. realistically, yeah. you know, so you've got 40 years of life. And in that 40 years, I reckon you spent about seven years shitting, yeah, probably five years brushing your teeth, drinking coffee. So all told, you've probably got between 20 and 30 years to actually make a difference with what you do with the time you've got in yeah. your life. Yeah. So why the fuck would you spend it? Doing something mundane every day that's boring, monotonous, and repetitive. Mm, so Why not do true. something that actually gives somebody something else? And and the best thing is the shared experience. You can have all the money in the world, mm. and what the fuck are you going to do with it when you die? Oh, everybody, are you listening to this? If you haven't already got G'd up, yeah. i got some movement. I have got some movement. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> is that what that is? <clears throat> but do you know what I mean? Like, you sit back and look and think, these super rich people, how much is enough? Like how much do yes. you need? Yeah, how many zeros? What is it? Does it make you feel better? Does it make your dick bigger? Does it make mm. you sing sweeter? I don't think so. Does it? Well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, but it, it's one of those <laughs> things that you look at and go, if you're not having fun every day or yeah. if you're not helping someone else have fun, I don't know what the point of life is. So true, mate. My God. That's it for me. And I'm out. Oh, <laughs> over. I'm out. Oh, mate, that is so good. That's it. Yeah. I think that's it. 
Because yeah. fun, like, and, and everyone's got a different brand of fun. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you go and do a million pull-ups, you crazy bastard. Mm. Some people run 17 marathons consecutively mm. or will go through the Hurt 100 and mm. punish yourself in one of the world's most grueling, you know, yeah. physically testing things. And, you, and I, my perception of why you do that mm. is that you test yourself to do what other people can't. Because you look at yourself as somebody who, well, I've got these skills, I've got these talents, mm. I'm not quite sure why I do it, so I'm going to test myself yeah. because, A, I want to test myself to see what this body, this rig can do, yeah. and two, if I can set an example for other people and bring some awareness to an, to an idea while I'm doing it, mm. I've ticked another box. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. When you do uh, things like that, or you know, other people, you know, there are many people out there doing things, I mean, obviously, even in your line of work, it's a very we-based um, line of work, job, however you want to look at it, mm. and it gives people the opportunity to jump on board and get caught up in the enthusiasm, get it's involved, exciting. and they think, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't do what you do, I can't talk to people every morning, da, da, da. I can't run like this guy, but I tell you what, I, I can get involved down this avenue, or I can support down this avenue, or I can meet you halfway and do this. Everyone brings their gifts. Everybody brings a bit yeah. of their own sparkle, a bit of magic. And, yeah, 100%. Right. Jeez, that is 100%. There's something I've been... There's a question I've been wanting to ask you. I remember the last time I spoke to you. All right. Skin, skin, mate. Let's do it. I'll I'll put the fishing rod in the car. (laughs) Good luck, broke back. There's a... And... um, Not that question? No, not that question. Right, next question. The... um, I've got... I've become fascinated... As as I've become a bit older, I've become fascinated with politics mm. now this particular subject i really did stick my head as far as i possibly could in the sand and yeah. i just thought look you know it's a bit of the old whatever i don't know it doesn't really affect me too much and a real odd approach to it and i'm and i got really caught up in and fascinated and interested you talked to me it was literally like five or ten minutes yeah we were just talking about um certain area of politics when we finished uh an interview and i thought wow man you like you you've explained it in such a way that you could sit down you know our children and say okay well this is this is how politics works now the interesting thing is i've spoken to a couple of people i got friends that passionately love Mm -hmm. politics and you have to sort of you sit down for dinner and it's like well you sit over there you sit over there no politics it's just eating it just yeah yeah you know fucking left wing or whatever i'm thinking don't even know what they're talking about left to me is you know surfing yeah yeah. after we're gonna go right (laughs) bottom turn back yeah yeah. you're closer to the girl gets a girl you know i'm like yeah cool i'm cool with that mate honestly in a in a is is it is it achievable to explain politics almost like an idiot's guide to politics how how does it work bro like how would i explain this to say my you know to say a 10 year old child politics sure because that's the so yeah well for me Australian politics. We'll stay there. Yeah, yeah, let's we'll stay, stay there because it's. Um, God bless this country. Yeah, good, good spot. Um, our political system is is based on the on the English system, the Westminster system. So we've got three levels of government that run our system. There's the local, state, and federal um, governments that that have certain responsibilities within each of those things. Yeah. So the most recent election we've had was the federal election. Um, which was for the Prime Minister, the, the leader of the country, yeah. uh, and to do that. And a lot of people think that you vote for a Prime Minister like you do in other systems, and that's an American model. We yes. don't have that here. Okay. So what we have is when you vote, you vote locally for the people that represent you in your community. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine this as a map uh, or a pie chart, 
And then in that community, there's a certain section within the Sunshine Coast that votes locally for local issues. Yeah. And that's the gotcha. council who do things like parks and gardens and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Maintaining um, uh, suburban streets, etc. Then at a state level, we vote for a slightly bigger pie each time, and those people represent some more responsibilities. It might be main roads and um, motorways and stuff. Yeah. And then at a federal level, um, it's at a higher level. Yeah. So federal is. They're all equally as important, but but yeah, federal I suppose Just makes different. The, the the bigger decisions in terms of the country for things like main roads, so like the highways and rail infrastructure, and gotcha. whether we uh, have immigration laws or all that sort of stuff at, yep. at a higher level. Yeah. So gotcha. we vote locally for our our person, and then that person then forms a government with a group of other people who then elect a prime minister within their structure. So that's the mechanics of it. But the feels of it is where it gets interesting and then I think there's passion in the left and the right you speak of. So in this country, we've got two major sort of um, centres. There's the the Liberal Nationals and the Labor Party. And the Labor Party are considered the left and the left view is around social issues and around things like um, that everyone should be looked after by everyone, which which is a noble um, sort of foundation to believe in a structural yeah. politics. The liberal view is about if I work really, really hard, I should gain the benefits from the fruits of my labour. Yeah, so, because I'm working hard and these guys are over here hugging. That's a bit more. And that's where I guess the animosity comes from. This is one in all in. This is all for me and I'll give you what I make as an extra. Yeah. So, oh, wow. And that's... so that's one way of looking at it. And I suppose from the liberal view is if I can make a million dollars because I'm a motivated individual. Who's I'm wanted, driven. Yeah. I'm driven. I'm going. I'm going there. Yeah. I will give a big chunk of whatever I get to help these people over here. Still care for these people. I love these people. I want these people to work yeah, out. These are my people. But I'm going this way. Yeah. Oh, these guys go, no, let's all work together so that we all get the same and that there's no one, no one rises above or there's no hierarchy or structure and we're going our own ways. Yeah, That's a very li- simplistic view. As liberal, so would, would business owners and things like that, would they be, would they favour liberal? Or generally speaking. Generally, generally yeah. speaking. So this, the, the Labour Party is focused, I suppose, around the worker yeah. and the Liberal Party, I suppose, is focused around business owners, entrepreneurs, that gotcha. sort of stuff. And I think okay. that's where it was. And I think times have changed. Oh, no. And I think attitudes have changed. And so there's this blurring of, of mixture in the middle and there's left-wing liberals and right-wing labourites. and well, hybrids. So hybrids. They, so they can, have a, they can have a couple of toes over here. Correct. And a couple over there. Correct. It's got messy. Oh, and I think God, the influence damn. of things like social media and American politics have kind of fucked it all up in many ways because... Oh. No one really seems to be serving the people anymore. Yeah. And it actually seems to be serving themselves in a lot of ways about getting re-elected. And I think the the focus now is about how do you stay popular as opposed yes. to how do you make real change. So how would you... would you? Oh, this is awesome. Like, oh, this is... I'm understanding it. God bless you, mate. The... So correct me if I'm wrong. So pe- people... So would people be... Because I noticed the the... The noise and the the following around New Zealand's Prime Minister, they are all about and I know, you know, yeah. obviously I've got friends and stuff and I'm sure you have. Yeah. Kiwis back home and yeah, I watch yeah. them, they are just all about it. They've got the big mm. Jacinda flag going, they love it. Is that because now I notice a couple of little things and again I'm 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 taking an uneducated mm. view standpoint on it. She almost seems like she is standing up for stuff. She's yep. like That's right. No guns. Yep. That's it. Decisive. You want to do something like that? No guns. People are sick of politicians because politicians have no business in politics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. People want people want people who are true to their word and are authentic. Yeah. You know, it's like 
let's use radio as an example. Mm. Um, times have changed. People don't want the radio guy anymore. You know, they don't want the big voice wanker to tell them <laughs> that they should go and buy this today. Oh. They just want someone to be themselves. Yeah. And be honest. Yeah, you know, be yeah. true to themselves and, and speak about what matters to their heart. Yeah. Don't, don't bullshit people because yeah. if you lie to people or you bullshit, then mm. people see straight through it nowadays. Oh, that's an effect. Transparency. Yeah, sure. and, and so I think Jacinda's greatest strength is the fact that she believes that what she's saying, mm. she comes to it from a position of heart and she's got New Zealand's best interests at, it, at her heart and at her core yeah. every time she steps in front of a microphone or wakes up and pulls open the paper. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think yeah. a lot of politicians nowadays go, how will I get re-elected? Or what's going to sound Yeah, good? what's it? What do people want to hear me say? Yeah. And then, then, then you have to make shit up. How can I do... Yeah. So for me, um, the, the issues in Australia at the moment are centred around... And, and everyone's different. And that's why it's an impossibly difficult job because you're never going to please 25 million Australians. Oh, could you imagine it? Tough gig. Oh, good Tough gig. Sticking needles in your eyes. But it, I think it's a matter of feeling what the, the flavour of your community is and what matters... Yeah. And finding something that actually is going to make a difference and yeah. standing by it. That's the key. Like, just saying, just sticking to, this is it, this is what I stand for. Yeah. Do we have that in Australia? Like, Not enough. We, yeah, no. like someone to just say, righto, you do this to a child or yeah. you kill somebody, fucking this You're is dead. it. You are dead, yeah. man, sucker. Whatever it is, stand by that. Yeah, do you know? stick up for it. Do you think people would be more inclined to... Absolutely. Seems like a silly question. No, but, I reckon they would. You, would people sort of go, well, you know, he's sticking up for that. It's maybe a bit full on, you know, hanging somebody from Nick, the power pole in Nicklin Way because he, you know, did X, Y, Z. But I'm uh, going to stand with him. At least he stands for and something. And as long as you stand for it and back yourself, then people will either go with you or against you. And that way you know mm-hmm. where the flavour is and then you, you kind of, the people will decide on that fate. Yeah. Kevin Rudd was a, um, a Prime Minister of Australia. Yeah. Um, and he was quite a right-wing Labour leader. Yeah. And I remembered writing a letter to him when he was in power. Oh, I remember this is this. And yeah. and this is something that I thought would have been cool because it might have been something that he could have got re-elected on. And uh, during the time, the Japanese um, um, research vessel, um, oh, I think it was shit. called the Nishin Maru, was in the southern southern waters of Australia, mm. whaling. All right, now. I have a particular bent this way that shits me to tears that mm. we, in this day and age, still whale and still kill those mm. magnificent creatures. Oh, my God. Burns yeah. me up. Okay. Yeah. So while they're down there doing research, um, when we know for a fact that they were cutting them up and eating them and doing their things with oh, them and dude. serving their community. Yeah. Now, I said, if they're going to do research, why doesn't Kevin Rudd send a few naval ships down to Antarctica to do some training? Now, the thing is, it's all about perceptions. It's all about look and see. If they're able to do research, we should be able to do training. training. And it's all good because the Sea Shepherd who were doing their thing down there, their hardest thing was always tracking where the boats were. Yeah. So the Navy didn't have to do anything. It could just have been in the water, putting their radar out and going, oh, there's boats here and there's a boat there and just mm. let everyone know that there's a bunch of boats down here. There's yeah. nothing against the law or an act of war or doing anything naughty like that. Yeah. And I just think that would have been something that's decisive that says, I back protecting whales in our own waters. Yeah. A show of strength. We're going to do something cool. Righto. Get them behind I mean? it. You know, back it. Do something productive rather than... Because people get numb and bored to the whole, oh, we're going to talk about tax reform and, yeah. <laughs> and other things that are going to bore me to fucking tears. We're still working on the Bruce Highway. Yeah. We're getting there. whoop de doo yeah. Whereas do something, you know. And the other thing that I think, if I can get political for a second... Oh, please do. I'm loving it. I'm learning. The one thing that fires me up at the moment that is, I think, a national disgrace... Yeah. is our treatment 
and our relationship with the traditional owners of this country. Yeah, this is a hot topic. This is a biggie for me now. This is massive, man. And it's something that I stumbled across, and and, and it's kind of like an awakening in so many ways that still in schools in this country, we teach very little, scarce nothing, about Indigenous culture and Aboriginal culture here. We talk about the arrival of Captain Cook and the First Fleet, and that's basically when apparently time starts in this country. Yeah, okay. um, Because that's what's written. So it's 200 years of history is where we start. Yeah. And yet there's centuries of history and learnings that we should be, you know, learning from, capitalising on, benefiting from, sharing that we just don't because we're ignorant. We are ignorant. And I take Jacinda Ardern and the Kiwi model as a as a shining example of where we should be. Yeah. Um, with the you know the Waikato Treaty and the and the other yeah. relationships the that the the, the the Maori people have with the with the Pakehas in, yeah. in New Zealand. Well, I mean, the fact that we know our, the language that the first verse of your national anthem mm. is in Maori is is commendable and mm. and something that we should be embracing far more in this country than we do. And I think it's actually our greatest shame. Yeah. Wow. As a nation. Our greatest shame. Forget the boat over people overboard. Forget the immigration do you, laws. Do you think that's would, our biggest shame? Yeah. Wow. Do you think that it would? Do you think it's going to maybe in a in a bit more time? Maybe that perhaps. I mean, again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not heavily educated in this department, but do you think we we got into it a bit earlier? So mm. the Maori and the and the and the Pakeha, the white people, the English, they turned around and said, right. Treaty time. This isn't going to work, and we did that in the eighteen hundreds or something. Mm. So we've got a bit of a run up. We've yeah. got a bit of momentum, and now it's evolving. And here we are. You know, as soon as you arrive in Auckland Airport, there's Maori carvings everywhere. Yeah. You've got you know beautiful Maori waiata kicking off in the background, and heavily, um, it's right in through our schooling system. Mm. Um, so do you think maybe, hopefully, potentially, fingers crossed? Australia is going to catch up as the I only hope Jamie. Are people starting to you know right out there was an apology not that long ago mm, that was start a, yeah, yeah some small steps it's is baby it? steps maybe it's baby steps but I think why but take baby steps why aren't we taking giant leaps I think we should dive in and, and find out what's going on because uh, there's an ignorance to our culture at the moment that says that we know better yeah you know and oh, that shits me to tears yeah, because well. we're sitting here working out the best way to, to eat and to, 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 to make our bodies better and healthy and mm. to look after our environment. We're talking global warming and all these issues that yeah. we think we have the answers to or we're going to put scientists behind to try and find the solutions. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas there's centuries of learnings from people, um, from our Indigenous brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, who have this knowledge... This ain't been asked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Does stuff that start from the top. Absolutely. Do you think like you've got all these people up the top here that, that that this movement, that this education, this knowledge has got to start from up here. So all these guys up here. And this is why I bring it into politics. Yeah. You know, because they're the decision makers who then start looking at education reform and start looking at what we do as a nation as as per this is why this is where we're going. Our yeah. leaders. We need leaders to make to, these decisions. That's, that's a part. Yeah. That's you know, right. that leadership is something we're we're missing and lacking. And I think just as a small example, yeah. we talk about sustainability of fish stocks and stuff like that. Now, there's a particular tree, and Lyndon Davis from the Gubby Gubby um, people here on the coast yeah. tells a story about how when a tree is blooming, then that means the leader fish are coming through. Now, the leader fish are the breeders, right? Yeah. So that tells the people not to fish at this particular time because the leader fish are coming through that are going to be repopulating the stocks. Yeah, makes sense. We don't know that shit. Yeah. We don't know that. So you've got bogan fucking fishermen out there going, oh, it's a big fucker, bring it in, oh, kill it, let's get out of the chicken city. Kill the big fucking fish, aren't we smart? 
because there's no learning. There's oh. no smarts about it. They didn't read the tree, know what's going on. And all of a sudden, in the next five years, there's trouble now with that particular species because mm. we killed all those fucking fish. Oh. And so we're going, oh, what do we do? No, I don't know. Well, let's pay a scientist a billion dollars through fisheries to find out and grow some fingerlings in a farm. Fuck me. <laughs> Whereas if we had known what was going on with the tree in the first place, yeah. we had to listen to our, listen. our locals it. who actually know what's going on. Been here for 100 years. We wouldn't have pulled those fish out of the sea. We wouldn't yeah. have a problem and sustainability wouldn't be an issue. God damn. Do you know what I mean? Like, have, you, have you thought about getting into politics? One day. Oh, my God, mate. One day. I Maybe. tell you what, mate. I will put together the biggest float you've ever seen. <laughs> but I just think that's it's such a powerful thing. And I, I think there's an untapped mine of knowledge mm. within our Indigenous oh, community definitely. that we are just blind sure. to because we think we know better. Well, is that ancient wisdom, isn't it? You know, the, It's the, ancient wisdom. The, um, oh, my yep. goodness, mate. And Jesus! I think, I think that's the most exciting thing and disgraceful thing that we haven't embraced. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's politics for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michaela, the camera lady's like... Double thumbs. Mate, that is... All things aside, thank you. I actually I have never, never understood politics, you know, head in the sand mentality, and now at least I have a, a fundamental foundation, foundational yeah. understanding. It's, it's leadership, you know, and yeah. it's those sorts of things that you look at and go... So for you, as a, as a, a proud Kiwi, mm. you know, um, you must feel good... When you see, let's take the uh, the Wallabies minus Israel for now, uh, the Wallabies taken on New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. All right, and your lads get out there, and and the opening, the the um, haka, mm. is um, a, a warriors you know, mm. dance, essentially. Yeah. But your, your chest must fill with pride oh because we God. tremble. Yeah. As tough as you want to be as an Australian, mm. you watch that harker and you go, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, did they have to do that again? And, wh- and what do we do? Yeah. We've got some people barely mouthing our anthem. Mm. That's girt by sea. Our anthem has words in it, girt by sea. What is that? What girt is, what is should girt? never be used in a song. You never hear Ed Sheeran sing girt, do you? <laughs> oh, Ed's never... John Lennon never put girt in a fucking Fuck, song. What is girt? Yeah, what is girt? It means round. It's, it's surrounded by. But if you oh, need a thesaurus oh, or a dictionary to work out your fucking anthem, you've got a problem. <laughs> the, the first five's like, girt. What the fuck is that? Girt, girt, girt. Oh, we're still going. We're still going. Girt. Girt. Sounds like Gert kale. sounds like someone's mum, Arnie Gert. <laughs> Arnie Gert has a decent set of scones. <laughs> but you know, I, and, and all jokes aside, like the the, the Maori culture and that that opening, um, oh, the, uh, uh, sing yeah. the opening line, uh, what, what, of, what, the national anthem. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, oh God, hey, God, 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 it sounds like you're saying the, um, the vowels. Wow. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it just, it actually fills you, it fills me with pride. When I see the Kiwis mm. taking on other cultures and the Kiwis represent, mm. I get excited for the Kiwis. It's very activating, man. And to, to think <coughs> we've done that forever, millennia, like going into war. And when you read a little bit about war history mm. in Gallipoli and the Māori Battalion, you know, ripping into haka and on the beaches and people are like, what yeah. the fuck is going yeah. on here? Yeah. And, you know... It's pride. B- b- bullets... We can only imagine bullets cracking and whistling past and there's... A, you know? It's pride, yeah? yeah it's oh, pride man. in your culture and pr- pr- uh, pride in your heritage. We do everything to hide, you know, our Aboriginal people. We do everything to hide anything that's got yeah. Aboriginality. You know, oh, no, it's a, sh- it's a shame thing. In stark contrast, mm. the, the Maori culture is a pride thing. Yeah. How, the, how do you turn that around? Well, it's, I've noticed, I mean, again, it's all about perception, isn't it? But I, I, I remember I grew up in a bilingual culture, went to a primary school that was 75, 80% 
Māori. Yeah. Our uh, mathematics and science was in English. And as I got older, I kind of drifted away from it. Like, I really did. I don't want to use the term turn my back on it. I didn't turn my back on it. I just kind of just got a bit older and, you know, you get after your career and you're, and you're off. Yeah. And I found myself, and even being overseas for just as many years as I've been in New Zealand, I feel there's this real surge of, of, of patriotic Kiwis. You know, they're all on the other side of the world. As they say, Kiwis are first in fitness, fashion and food. So you've got these Kiwis all that fly the coop. But it just seems this Maori culture is just bringing everybody back together, you know, whether it's via social media and that has a huge impact on it as to why we're all sort of coming back yeah. together and collaborating. Yeah. But it, it really is quite amazing. And it's almost, it's almost, you know, not, I don't want to use the word cool, but people are it's really, cool. and, and you get Pākehā, like white uh, Kiwis and like myself, half-castes, they're just really, you know, full of pride, full of patriotism. They're just like, this is a beautiful country, even though I'm not living there at the moment, currently. Yeah. But, but you feel, no. yeah, you feel like you're, you, you're, you're, you, it makes you feel like, okay, I belong. This is where yeah. I am from. And more than happy to, when I take my last breath, I'm going to go back there. But you know. It's identity shaping. Yeah. And, and, and someone asked me the other day, what does it mean to be Australian? And you go, hmm, okay. What, you know, Canadians have got maple syrup. And moose. The county mounties and the moose knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a moose knuckle? That's a moose knuckle. That's nasty. Um, but, but um, you know, every culture, you know, it has, a, has something that they can pin on. And, mm. and I think Australia doesn't really have that. Yeah. You know, yeah, we might have you know, animals and stuff like that, which is cool, yeah. but they've been here for a long time. Yeah, you know, we didn't own that shit. They, the cassowaries. Yeah, they, they've been around for a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Vegemite, whoop de fucking do. You know, I think the the shame that we have at the moment is that I think a lot of people will see Australians as a bit bogan, yeah. as a bit um, Southern Cross tattoo wearing, rednecky singlet wearing, abusive mm. of other cultures. Mm. I think that's kind of a bit of a cultural attitude Australia has at yeah. the moment, and perception that we have outwardly looking in. Yeah. And that's pretty uncool. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. when there's so much potential, and you know, within our sports stars, we're a sporting nation. We've got so much stuff to be proud of. Yeah, that we agreed. don't we don't bring together. We don't sort of. It's all desperate. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's the fact that the country is so fucking big that shit's happening everywhere. But maybe. these things bring it all together. They there's do. No excuse we're all connected now. There's no excuse the anymore. Phone. I was just thinking then, mate. You know why? Because I I truly, truly, and sincerely love this country. Like it has mm. opened doors for me that mm. I tried to open back home mm. and and kind of kind of just nudged it ajar and couldn't get my foot through the door. And you know, there's rocks in the middle of my path type thing. Whereas. Mm. In Australia, this country just has really embraced me, and I and I love it. And so I sit here thinking, what is it that I love so much about this country? Um, and I think it is things. There are I see a lot of things you can be proud of. Like I said, you, the military is amazing. Yep. My experience with the military in yep. Australia, fantastic military in terms of their um, their ethics, their principles, their values. You know the sporting thing. I mean, oh, I mean, I love obviously the Sunshine Coast. We got the best seat in the bloody house. Um, 
But yeah, there there is so many things mm. to be proud of, and it would be nice to see a paradigm yeah. shift away from the the Ute and the carton of forex and yeah. you know that type of thing. The larrikin thing was fun, you know. That, yeah. was, that was a bit more where we're at. Yeah, you know, because we've got we haven't really endured too much war or struggle yeah. as a nation as white Australia. Mm. You know, for two hundred years we've had a pretty cruisy. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And so there is that attitude of we're a pretty cruisy nation mm. because it's all cool down here. Yeah, climate's good, environment's good, life's good. But relax. A bit relaxed, there's yeah. plenty of money, everyone mm. eats, everyone has a good time. Mm. And that fun culture is something we could embrace a little more, but, you know. Yeah, surfing culture. Why and... not? Why not? should be about fun. Mate. <laughs> the man himself, the fun mantis. The fun mantis. Mate, some quick fire questions. Are you Go. happy for some quick fire ones? Hang them on. All right, man. Eating out in a restaurant, favourite food? Um, Japanese. Really? Mm, love it. Yeah. yeah, sashimi. I love a good sashimi. Oh, Extra wasabi. Oh, wasabi. A little bit of ginger. Pickle ginger. Hit yeah. me up. Oh, 572 sa- uh, sake. Or is it? No, what's that other? Asahi. Stop it. Asahi, Kirin, Sapporo. Yeah. Oh, Kirin, the Asahi. 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 Is that the Asahi? Asahi. 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 Yeah, yeah, Kirin's a nice beer. Yeah. Is that, which one's that one that they do in the cider? Is it Kirin as a cider? There's a nice cider. It's tarty. Is it? <laughs> Saucy minx <here. laughs> Very similar to ourselves. And I like teppanyaki. You know the teppanyaki Yeah, guys? I do. It's a bit of fun. A bit of dinner and a show. A bit hard, though, when you, um, you know, they flash fry that kale and stuff for the old vegans. <laughs> Put a little broccolini on there, would you please? So you're vegan then? Yeah. I How's that going for you? Plant power. Is it working for you? <laughs> a little bit of erectile dysfunction, to be fair, but no. I so. No, it's, um, I actually really like it. It agrees with me. I'm not radical about it. I'm not going to pitch a tent on some dude's farm and you know attack him but um mate it works i feel good i feel good Uh, yeah and that's it do you know this this you know if i can take veganism Mm. i know this is a short fire thing we'll come back to the short no that's all right that's just veganism for one second is is a bit like israel falau with his with his christianity everyone's got to find what floats their own boat Mate. And there's this judgment thing that's starting to get into everyone's world with, you know, I like this, don't like that. And everyone's so tough yeah. on the keyboards oh, these days. The keyboard warriors will smack you down. But yeah. everyone does their own thing. Mm. Everyone lives their own life and is their truest version of themselves. Mm. Everyone will get on. Yeah. But as so, soon as you start saying, oh, no, my way's right and your way's yeah, wrong. trying to force your problem. beliefs onto people, whether it's Christianity, veganism. Do what works for you oh, and what I makes you feel good and then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Let other people do their thing the way they want to do it. Yeah. And you might think you know better mm. and you might even know better, mm. but if they don't want to hear it, don't force it. And if people aren't ready for it, you know, it's... Um, no. Yeah, you've got more chance of lying in the air. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Mate, what... Um, Favourite quote... Or a mantra, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, it's quite deep, um, my favourite quote. So hold on to it. Shoulder deep? Oh, that deep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, um, I forget who said it now, but it's it's basically, before you judge someone, walk a mile in their shoes. Love that. Empathy. Then, when you judge them, you're a mile away, and you have their shoes. <laughs> 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 oh, bro. I was thinking he's gone deep. I'm ready for it. No. Carl Jung, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, uh, to thine own self be true. Yeah. Is one my mum used to say. Mum left us about uh, five years ago now. But uh, I think it's a Shakespearean quote. To thine own self be true okay. is my favourite quote, which means yeah, just well, true to yourself. True to yourself. Love that, bro. And in a, in a time where we need that, that authenticity, vulnerability, all that stuff, that's a great quote. Love it. 
Oh, mate, you're out deep, man. Um, have you have you failed at anything you're happy to share? Yeah, something that you've really gone after yeah. and dropped the ball, yeah, it up, failed. So, um, as you said earlier, I went to Matthew Flinders. Yep. Uh, that was my schooling, and uh, got a family who very serious about quality education and doing well in life and giving you the best opportunity to do everything you, you should be doing and mm-hmm. give it a hundred percent, which is a good good philosophy. My parents picked my subjects. They were very uh, firm with their discipline and very driven that I was to be a successful person, which meant mm. a professional career in something like medicine or law. Yep, gotcha. Um, I wanted to be an actor. Um, and as the class clown, uh, <laughs> that was something that I felt I had to do. I've always yeah. enjoyed entertaining. Yeah. So I decided early on that I wanted to go to NIDA, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney, which yep. is the, the pinnacle of performing arts education in yeah, this country. Wow. So um, that was my plan. To much to the, I think, uh, shame of my family, I decided not to pursue a professional career and went and auditioned for NIDA. Yep. Now, my first year, there was about 200 people down at the Thomas Dixon Ballet Centre in Brizzy, and you pay your 75 bucks online, you learn a couple of monologues, and you go and audition. You know? And I remember going through uh, this turnstile door. You know, They call your name, you walk in, and there's like a set of witch's hats around this room as you walk in one door, and these um, people were in there. And you were tapped on the shoulder if you were required to stay. And if you continued to walk, you just walked out the door and you went home. Oh, my God. Sort of a brutal kind of a gig. Out the back um, to the casting couch. Yeah, oh. pretty much. And so, fortunately, I got tapped. <laughs> I got tapped. Uh, <laughs> and went, and went and well, did down. you pick me? <laughs> so nice. Um, and then you go through this process. And the process is intense. And um, I, I got to the end of it where they film you. And then uh, they let you know how you got on. Now, they do this in every state mm. of Australia. This was in Brizzy. And so I got the phone call from Tony Knight, who was the um, artistic director at the time. He said, mate, uh, appreciated your audition, but uh, you're unsuccessful. We're only taking um, three from Queensland this year. Uh, you're in the top five, so congratulations. Oh. We're only taking three. So you go... Congratulations, but... Yeah. Thanks, oh, but no thanks. God so that was damn. like, ouch. So I came home, um, had to work out what I was going to do with my life because mm. didn't get into NIDA. So I started working in pubs and clubs, um, doing glassing and uh, bouncing and that sort of stuff, yep. and waited the 12 months for the next audition, where I had a second crack. I'm at this. I'm going again. Oh, wow. So I'm at it. Boom. I'm in there. So I did the whole process, got down to the final three. Going good. They took two. Oh! You're shitting me. Fucking serious? Seriously? So back to the drawing board, more pubs, more clubs. I was managing nightclubs then for this time. Damn. And then third year, third time lucky. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Get in there, give it everything. They're all talking to me because I'm, I'm we're mates now. <laughs> Locals. Yeah, yeah. Locals, Tons, veterans. Home, yeah, so oh, is that Mally, brother? Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, had a really good audition. Was really happy um, with how it all went. Was the only one to progress through to the video section. And they were talking to me about life in Sydney, how to get accommodation, the train line in. They're basically saying it's a done deal that I'm coming. And I'm like, fucking yes, fucking yes. I'm going to NIDA, I'm going to NIDA. You should see. I basically had my bags packed, went home, got all excited. Two weeks went by, hadn't heard. And I thought, well, it's about the time they take to make these decisions. No, no, I'm not worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried. Do they know who I am? Got the phone call and Tony was like, Sam, we're very, very sad to let you know that we've decided not to take anyone from Queensland this year. Oh, bro. You're first, you're first on, the, uh, on the call on the list in case someone breaks out. I'm hurting myself. And I'm going, you know, around three and a half, five thousand 5,000 people audition for the 25 spots every year. 
um, I'm as close as I'm going to get, and you third time around, you tell me I'm not. Oh, going, bro! He goes, but we encourage you to try again. Said, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a bag of dicks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had. <laughs> I actually oh, think that was really tasty. That was the menu question. He <laughs> blueberry bag of dicks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll grab the jelly ones. These. Uh, so it was. It, that was a massive fail, and and three years commitment to something that you think that's where I wanted to be. Broke my heart, Jamie. And oh, I, and, would do, bro. And I think, oh, you know what? I'm meant to be an entertainer, and yet the place I'm meant to go in my head yeah. is not wanting me. Isn't that what the fuck do you do? Yeah. So you take this massive left-hand turn, and I went into the corporate world and got boring yeah. and really fat yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. And, and did something for over a decade, actually closer to 15, 20 years, that I didn't want to do. Yeah. But by that stage, I had a wife and a daughter, and life just happened. Yeah. Seriously, life just happened just to me. It evolved around you. And it was like, fuck, hang on a minute. I'm losing hair and I'm morbidly obese. But I've got a beautiful wife and a daughter. That's cool. And then out of nowhere, the radio gig happened because all the while along, we kept an entertainment business going where I kept doing theatre and film and bits yeah, and pieces and had fun. Yeah. Because that was my fun. Because if I didn't have that outlet, I could be dead. Yeah. Because I did drive. this corporate world that was mind-numbing and... And, and met some beautiful people along the way and, and grateful for the opportunities and the money that fed and paid for my lifestyle, mm. but was hating life and myself the whole time. Yeah, which is a lot of people in that. That's that mechanic, that cog in the wheel stuff. Oh, the rat wheel, yeah. And so it was just by keeping the theatre, the film, and that sort of stuff as a sideline interest, kept yeah. the fire burning, you know what so I mean? Good. Just kept this oh. little flame, just kept this little flame in the corner of my world burning over here. You know what I mean? A little splash of petrol. A little fuel. Yeah, <laughs> true. A little sand booker. A little true boom. Lighter. It's exactly yeah. right. And then one day from one of those little flares, caught someone's attention who said, why don't you have a crack at radio? And here's an opportunity. And Mate, I grabbed and it. so damn good at what you do. Thank you. But I have a ball now. Life is grand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things where you go, wow, there was an opportunity and I'm glad I took it. Mate, do you think... Sort of, sort of closing summary, and I reckon that last part plus the politics. Love the politics. God, I'm fucking educate now. Watch out, <laughs> watch out, watch out, left wing. <laughs> the because um, there are so many people, and you'd know them, I know them, in that predicament where they are literally pulling teeth. They are sitting at a desk, yeah, you know, on the phone. Yep. They're on the cog. They're in amongst it. Yet they could be super pumped and fucking passionate about, you know, insert whatever yeah making cakes yeah poetry singing in a band yeah one key bit of advice from your experience because what you just said like that's incredible thank god you had a little a little smoldering flame over there we wouldn't have the sam coward that we know and love what's a bit of advice bro to people that are that are on, on the rat wheel and they're fucking hating life to mums and Shakespeare's quote, to thine own self be true. Spend a bit of time, spend a bit of time on yourself. Look in, forget what it means to your wife, your, your husband, your brothers, your sisters. Forget what it means to anybody else. Mm. Shut everyone else out for a second and just have a look at yourself and go, what do you want? What do you really want? Oh. What do you want more than anything else in the world? More than than other people expect you to want. Yeah. You know, forget everything that... Do you kind of want it? Or yeah. Really or should I have it because other people say you should have it because mm. I'll look cool on Instagram if I've got one of these. Or fuck all that off. Yeah. What, what, are the, what is, is that one of those? Just uh, I don't know. Something that you give yourself a wedgie. <laughs> oh, I think if you give yourself a wedgie and turn your bum cheek to the camera, oh. you can sell anything. A little protein yeah, shake. A little protein shake. A little wedgie. Shake. But I think, yeah, to thine own self be true... Find out what that is. Yeah. Find out what your core 
driver is. It could be having fun. As you said, it could be poetry. It could be anything. Could be anything. And yeah. don't deny it. Yeah. Find a way of fueling that flame. Do know, man. They're thinking, oh, I've got to put food on the table. We've got fucking Telstra bills coming in. I've got to make sure they're doing this for the boss and the, yep. the, the board. And, yep. the da, 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 da. and then over here, there's a musician or a song that hasn't been sung. There's a poem that hasn't been written. We're so busy pleasing other people yeah. that we forget to please ourselves. And the thing is, it's kind of that left-right political mentality. Yeah. Please yourself first. Yeah. If you sort that out, then you're going to please infinitely more people down the run. So if your thing is about serving others and helping other people, yeah. which is a massive motivator for some, Huge, yeah. um, then if you sort your own shit out, you're going to be far more beneficial to more people. Yeah, community, yeah. nation, world, that type of thing. But find your passion and get at it. Oh, team, if you haven't found your passion yet, have a good old look. Take a leaf out of this amazing man's book. What an fuck! What an incredible story, bro. I feel like I feel like we're really tight now. Like I'm gonna. Fucking. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we go do some running, Wanker. Whatever, uh, <laughs> bro. Thank you so much, the man, the myth, the legend. Thanks, Sam. The pure Jamie Milne podcast. podcast.